Welcome to the DJE Podcast, where you will learn about real estate investing from real life examples. Here's your host, Devin Elder. Okay, welcome to the show. We've got a great topic for you guys here today. We're going to talk about using some retirement accounts for investing. This is a powerful, powerful concept because a lot of people are looking for investable capital uh, and their first thought is cash, right? Do I have 50K, 100K cash to go invest in real estate projects? And uh, if you do, that's great. But a lot of folks also have retirement funds that they may or may not know that they can channel into real estate investments. So our guest today is an expert in the field. Dimitri Fomancheco is joining us. He's the founder and president of Sense Financial Services, LLC. They're a boutique financial firm specializing in self-directed retirement accounts with checkbook control, which is a really cool feature we'll dive into. He started his career in financial planning and real estate investing uh, 20 years ago in, in the year 2000. He owns multiple investment properties in various states, is a licensed California real estate broker, and over the years has taught hundreds of investment and financial planning seminars and has mentored thousands of investors along the way. So, Without further ado, time to dive in. Dimitri, how are you? Welcome. Oh, thank you, Devin. It's great to be on your show. Excellent. Excellent. Well, well, very glad to have you on. I've personally got a lot of questions around this stuff because um, while I do have some, uh, you know, I've got a, uh, an IRA account that I can do some passive investing with, I haven't personally delved into uh, a lot of this I know as far as I could have. So excited to talk about some of this stuff. Um, let's talk about a little bit about your background though, for folks that haven't connected with you, where, where are you operating out of? How did you come to real estate? Maybe a little background there. Well, uh, yeah, uh, I guess I can really talk about that for the entire show, but let me try to compress <laughs> that. Sure, sure. Um, as you can uh, hear from my accent, I'm not from here. Uh, I immigrated in this beautiful country back in 1996. Excellent. And uh, I am blessed to call this country my home now, but uh, I moved here uh, from the former, former Soviet Union. Um, actually came here with my parents. We came here as, as refugees because uh, uh, they were persecuted for uh, relig their religious beliefs. Right. So we, we uh, came here looking freedoms and uh, um, I didn't speak any English at that time. I didn't uh, have any money. My background is in electromechanical engineering. That's what I uh, went to school for back in Russia. Uh, so when I came here, I uh, just studied English as a second language, translated my degree, and uh, um, I basically got into engineering uh, field. Was working for uh, several years and uh, then um, uh, ended up uh, losing my job which forced me uh, to look for something else, got into financial services. And uh, um, about the same time I got into real estate investing, was uh, introduced uh, to this by uh, being invited to a local real estate investment club. And so I, I started uh, doing that. And then several year, uh, years later, I was um, given opportunity to work with the local real estate investment company. And then, um, uh, Fast forward a few years later, again, I was given a task to start a department within a company to offer self-directed retirement accounts because none of the custodians we worked uh, with really delivered. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did that. And then about a year later, in 2010, I transitioned on my own and started Sense Financial Services. And that's what we do, as you um, introduced me in, in, uh, in the beginning, because uh, our niche is giving our clients checkbook control over their retirement accounts. And that, that term might be self-evident, but, but break it down at a very basic level. What is check, checkbook control of a retirement account? So let's compare that with a self-directed IRA. Right. Uh, for example, uh, perhaps some of your listeners are familiar with the self-directed IRA where you have a, uh, a IRA is held by the custodian. Right. Uh, custodian is required for an IRA. And uh, uh, if you want to invest in alternative assets, you can with your IRA, but you got to find a custodian that will allow you to do so. Uh, once you set up the account and move the funds, then custodian holds the money and uh, you have the ability to invest in alternative assets, but you got to go through the custodian for uh, each transaction and each investment. So custodian actually holds the title to the property, if it is a property or any other asset. And uh, custodian holds the cash. So you got to go through the custodian for each transaction. And that involves submitting a, a formal request. Uh, and then waiting for the approval, and uh, that may take several days. And many of my clients are real estate investors, and uh, they come across deals that uh, sometimes require fast acting. And uh, uh, sometimes with the custodian, when there is a, you're talking about few days delay, you lose on those opportunities. So that's why people opt for the checkbook control. But uh, specifically, uh, um, solo 401k is 95% of what we do. And that is the, the vehicle design for those people who are either self-employed or own a business without full-time employees. So if that is the case, then you can qualify for this vehicle. And this vehicle, unlike an IRA, does not require a custodian. So custodian is not required with the solo 401k. Rather than using a third-party custodian, uh, we set up a trust for the 401k. A client becomes the trustee, which is the person who's in charge of, of the trust. And as a trustee, they control it. So then they can open a, a business checking account at the bank of their choice in the name of the 401k trust, uh, fund it with the rollover or contribution and and you know, maybe we can dive into some of the other benefits. But once the account is funded, then a client can make investment just simply by writing a check. Right. So if I'm understanding correctly, Dimitri, you've got, you know, a, a 401k that you had from your corporate career with, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the big providers. You set this up with you guys and then you roll those funds right over into a, into a trust uh, checking account at your local bank, right? Correct. Yeah. So once the 401k plan is established, then uh, uh, the client can open a, a checking account at the bank of their choice. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, um, you mentioned um, no full-time employees. Who is an ideal fit for this, uh, this financial product? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. So uh, uh, that's basically diving into eligibility. So solo sure. 401k plan designed for those people who are either self-employed or own a business without full-time employees. Now, right. uh, self-employment is, is very broad defined. It can be virtually anything. 
you know, some like, examples can be uh, somebody who's doing some consulting work or uh, a nurse who's independent contractor or uh, somebody who's doing some kind of IT work or a real estate agent or uh, a handyman or uh, somebody who's actually flipping properties uh, on the side because the self-employment requirement is uh, you don't have to do it full-time. Uh, in fact, uh, many of my clients are still full-time employees and they uh, run some kind of a business or self-employment on the side and that enables them to qualify. So as long as you have legitimate self-employment activity, you're eligible. And the second requirement, if you do own a business uh, or self-employed, you cannot have somebody work for you full-time. And the full-time definition uh, uh, for the IRS is 1,000 hours. So you can have part-time uh, assistants or helpers or, or staff uh, working under 1,000 hours a year and right. still qualify. Because IRS requires, if you have somebody working more than 1,000 hours, they consider it full-time, and then you must offer them retirement benefits as well. And solo 401k then, will not work. And the, the, the beauty of the solo 401k, because there is no other participants other than the business owners and maybe a spouse of the owner, uh, they're very simple to administer. There is a lot le less work compared to just a normal uh, 401k. So they're simplified, streamlined, and uh, give a lot of flexibility. Yeah, that's great. Let me ask you a question. If, if you are an owner of multiple businesses and one of those businesses has employees, but another business does not. Can you set up the 401, the solo 401k in one of those businesses without employees? Uh, great question, Devin. Now, if you are the sole owner of the, uh, all the businesses, then the answer is no, right. because uh, IRS looks at all the businesses that you own as, as one basically. Right. So it's, uh, uh, there is a definition for that and it's called the control group. So they're part of the control group under common ownership. Now, if let's say you are um, a partner in a business with employees, you, you own it, you know, 50-50 or uh, you, there might be multiple partners, three partners and you own one third. Um, and that business has employees, but you also have uh, separate business unrelated to that uh, first business where you don't have the employees, then you may be eligible. Got it. Got it. Okay. Good distinction there. I've heard of with the self-directed IRA, you've got this arm's length requirement, right? You basically can't self-deal. Um, that's my understanding of it. Is, is there, what is the requirement here? If you've got a solo 401k, you've got checkbook control, you can just write checks can you go flip a house with that money or do you need to put it into, into an investment that somebody else is running? Well, yeah, the uh, requirements uh, and prohibited transaction and the uh, arm's length is pretty much the same as uh, with an IRA. So basically right. you are considered a disqualified person to your IRA and as disqualified person, you're not allowed to provide any services to your um, IRA or 401k. Right. But uh, um, that's not to say you cannot do the flip. You know, you, you could do the flip as long as you don't do any work. You can right. control the flip. You can 
manage it. You can still do the flip in an IRA or 401k, but the problem arises because of flipping is uh, typically considered an active business. Right. And that it is. Uh, it's very you, active. If you do run an active business out of your IRA or 401k, then the, the income or profits from that active business will be subject to uh, UBIT, which is, uh, stands for unrelated business income tax. And you basically using a tax shelter to do that uh, flip and then that tax shelter will be responsible for, for taxes. There will be tax implications uh, inside of your IRA or 401k. And then on top of that, when you take a distribution at retirement, you'll have to pay ordinary income tax. So right. it's not that you cannot do that, but uh, uh, you know, does it make sense, uh, financial sense? Uh, so, so yeah, thank you. That, that's a good clarification. So what would be some ideal... Uh, vehicles, you know, we talked about alternative investing and we talk about a lot of real estate on this show, but what are some of the best use cases? If we set up an account, you got a hundred K of investable capital you want to put to work. What are the kind of the best vehicles that you've seen clients get into there? Well, uh, you know, it really depends on the client and, uh, uh, you know, it, 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 there's no universal answer that will fit everyone. Sure, and that's the beauty of this uh, vehicle because it's truly self-directed, and it allows our clients to invest in what they know and understand best. You know, and for somebody, um, including myself, um, that, that's how I inv invest a lot of my retirement funds. But majority of it is by doing private lending. Right. Uh, you can use your 401k as a bank and you can lend money to others. Um, I like it because it's completely passive. You don't have to do anything. That's right. Uh, I like it because it's low risk. My investment is secured by real property. You know, obviously it's important to do your due diligence uh, upfront. And then uh, another reason, because you get nice return. I usually get double digit returns on my loans. That's right. And yeah. so- Private lending is such a fantastic tool. If there's people listening that uh, have not explored that and they've got investable capital, you know, some of the, some of the things that are different than a syndication, you know, typically in a private lending scenario, you're the one and only lender in a first lien position with a reasonable amount of leverage. And if that operator that's flipping the house or doing the project, um, you know, disappears, goes out of business, whatever, you've got a first lien on that property. And that, that's comforting. Uh, double digit returns is common. I mean, we've done millions of dollars of, of private. Uh, we've, we've used private lending for years. I mean, that's how we got started in single family business was private funds and paying people double digit returns is very attractive. Um, and so that's a, that's a nice, you know, for people that are looking at syndications, private lending can be a nice alternative to that. Um, it's pretty, pretty simple, usually, you know, relatively short term. I mean, on your private lending stuff, have you seen six, 12, 18 month kind of uh, uh, maturities on those things? Yeah. So that, that's, uh, that's common. I, I've seen that uh, uh, many of my clients do that and uh, I, I got into private lending myself uh, about six, seven years ago, did a few dozen loans works great. Yep. Uh, now, uh, also many people just buy rentals, you know, if you, right. 
if you're a real estate investor, a landlord, and you, you've done that, and you, you understand the, the market, you understand the ins and outs of being a landlord, you can select the right property and uh, uh, manage it correctly. That can provide great returns. Also, you know, double digit, oftentimes 20 plus percent return on your money you can generate with rentals. I mean, compare that with the stock market. Sure. Or, you know, or what the alternative is, you know, keeping money in the stock market and, and being subject to all these ups and downs. We, we experienced that just recently, beginning of the year. Right. Um, and, right. and it happens, you know, every decade or so. Um, uh, also, I've seen uh, clients invest in syndications, you know, those people, uh, including myself, that's for my uh, personal investments. Uh, I. Right. When I started this business, I did not want to deal with the tenants and, and just uh, uh, property managers, managing my tenants and so forth. So I actually slowly liquidated most of my portfolio of single family homes. Still have few, uh, but mostly I'm out. And uh, I uh, basically started doing private lending. It was great uh, for a retirement account, but personally, uh, I was just uh, being uh, hit with taxes, sure, because there is no deductions for uh, interest, um, and uh, basically that prompted me to look for alternatives, and I ended up uh, doing several multifamily syndication investments, which uh, likewise uh, provides nice return. Um, the risk is also lower, and it's passive. You know, somebody you let the expert do all the work, and you just uh, uh, join in as a partner, uh, passive partner, uh, provide your capital and enjoy the tax benefits. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's, a, it's a wonderful model to be able to go out and go take down these bigger deals. Um, I wanted to, we, we talked a little bit before we started here about um, something kind of timely, and this is the CARES Act and some recent changes to um, how you can use retirement funds for investment. I would love to hear your take on that and, and, and help people understand a little bit more about what's, what's changed there recently. Yeah, so you may have seen this on the news. Congress passed this uh, act called CARES, and uh, it uh, enables uh, people to um, tap into their retirement accounts. Uh, now, you have to qualify for it. You have to have been affected by the uh, pandemic or this uh, uh, virus. And uh, actually, it, it affects a lot of people. So you, you might be, that might be the case for you. If sure. you listen. Sure. So if you have been affected, uh, and, and there is a list of uh, uh, criteria that you can go, we actually have an article on our website that you can go and learn, or you can just Google it. Uh, so if you haven't been affected, maybe your, uh, your hours uh, at work been reduced or, or your business been affected, then you can actually uh, uh, take a loan from your retirement account up to $100,000, um, which double of normal amount of $50,000. Right. Or you can take a distribution from your retirement account. And um, now you will avoid the penalties on the distribution. You still have to pay the taxes, but the taxes can be spread over three years. And uh, uh, the, the good point here is that if you pay back the, uh, th this uh, um, distribution, if you put it back into retirement account within three years, then you're not going to have to pay the taxes or penalties. And so if you have a retirement account at work, 
uh, and you have been affected, you uh, otherwise you don't have access to it. But you know, right. you could take that distribution, and then you could pay that back into, you know, solo four hundred one k if you qualify or a self directed IRA, and then use that for real estate investing. Yeah. Or again, utilize a loan feature, because um, again, you gotta compare your options. What are the options for investing that you have right now? Yeah, that creates a lot of flexibility. I mean, that it gives it definitely gives people options. And as far as being impacted by COVID, uh, I mean, it's kind of everybody in some yeah. in some way, shape, or form. There's no doubt about it. Um, talk talk me through the 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 admin side of it, right? Somebody decides, hey, we, we want to do this. <clears throat> what's involved? Is there, is there a big long application process or what, you, you know, you mentioned when it's done, you go open a bank account. What, what's the process going from nothing to having this account? So um, again, if you're talking about a solo 401k, the, the number one, you, you must be eligible for it. So you right. have to have this, uh, what's called a, a plan sponsor in place. And the plan sponsor can be uh, just you as a sole proprietor, if you're self-employed, let's say you're a real estate agent, you work with a broker. You, you don't work for a broker. Technically, you work with a broker. A uh, broker is not your employer from the you know, income standpoint. Right. A uh, broker is you basically independent contractor. So, and your, your structure, if you file Schedule C, you're a sole proprietor. And that's a legitimate business type. Um, that can adapt to 401k. Now, if you have an LLC for your business or a corporation or a partnership, that works also. You've got to have a legitimate business in place. So if you have that activity, even uh, as a sole proprietor, you qualify. Uh, so the sponsor then adopts a 401k plan. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a process when the plan is created and uh, trust is created. And as I mentioned again, the trust is the vehicle uh, used to hold the plan assets. So trust is created. Uh, the client becomes the trustee. All the documents are created. We, uh, everything is IRS uh, compliant and IRS approved. And then uh, once you execute the plan documents, then as a trustee, you technically can go to any financial institution of your choice and open up a business checking account in the name of your 401k trust, as a trustee, you have that power to do. Right. So once you open that account, the, then the, the next step is to fund it. And you can fund it with the rollover. Uh, if you have any existing retirement accounts, such as an IRA, uh, or if it is a 401k or a 403b, employer-sponsored plans, uh, those has, has to be with the previous employer because typically if you're still employed and uh, under retirement age, you will not be able to tap into those funds. Uh, again, unless we are talking about you being affected by pandemic, which is, uh, it's a short window you have uh, right now. So you can uh, roll over the funds or you can make contributions. And we didn't talk about that uh, yet, but I think it's worth mentioning that one of the, main benefits of the solo 401k is the ability to make pretty large contributions. Uh, as you probably know, with uh, an IRA, you can contribute $6,000 a year. Pretty minimal. Yeah. yeah. But with the solo 401k, you can contribute up to $57,000. Wow. What a huge so, difference. It's like a 10x difference. Right? 10x. 10x. Yeah. Now think about this. If you're 
if you're running a business and if you're, because many of my clients, it's, they, they're involved in the family business. So both spouses are involved. So if that's the case, you can shelter well over $100,000 from your income, right? Uh, of your income from taxes. I mean, think about the bottom line. I right. mean, if you're able to shelter 100K, that's, uh, well, that means if you have that much income, you probably in a 30 plus percent tax bracket. Uh, so sheltering 100K will definitely drop you in a lower tax bracket. Yeah, so absolutely. I mean, less yeah, taxes got, and, and significantly smaller amount. Sure. I mean, you get 250K, 300K of income and you take that down to 150. Uh, that's going to be, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, that's a tremendous so, amount that you could put away every year too, uh, you know, and, and shelter and then still direct it into the investments that you want and that you, you're comfortable with. Exactly. You, you shelter that from taxes and then you have con complete control over that. So uh, again, um, we, we the, the reason I said our business, we do about 95% uh, uh, solo 401k uh, clients, because initially I started this company doing IRAs, checkbook IRAs. Right. And then uh, about a year later, we rolled out a, a solo 401k program and our business shifted dramatically because right. it's just so much better. Now, <laughs> right. It's not for everyone. Not everyone sure. qualifies for it. There is still sure. room for, for an IRA, but if you're eligible, it's definitely a much better option. And that's, again, one of the benefits, the ability to make large contributions. Now, with an IRA clients, typically, I didn't have maybe one or two clients. I mean, out of thousands of clients that we had, we had somebody who just started from scratch and did very small investment because again, you're limited to $6,000. Right. Typically, we have clients who have an IRA with 100, 200K or 401K to the lower that they bring in over to a checkbook IRA. Now with the solo 401K clients, it's different. Right. Uh, probably close to half of our clients, they start from scratch. They don't have any uh, retirement accounts to the lower they set up a solo 401k and they're able to put 50 or, or 100 plus thousand uh, into this vehicle in a single year. Yeah, it's tremendous. Uh, so uh, then you, again, going back to the process and the steps, you um, set up the plan, you make a contribution by, uh, or you make, you fund it by making a contribution or doing it all over. And then uh, you have the bank account set up the funds are there, the cash is there, you have the checkbook. So now it's start, uh, you gotta start to look for the opportunities. And once right. you identify that opportunity, again, you as the trustee of the 401k, you control it, you sign all the documents, and then uh, you make the investment by simply writing a check or wiring the funds from your 401k bank account, the same way as you will do from your personal checking account. Yeah, I want to underscore the simplicity and importance of that. About 20% of our investors in any given project of ours are, are using IRA funds, right? And so the IRA, uh, it's a little bit of a process, you know? I mean, we're not going to complain about where the capital comes from for, for putting a deal together, but it's the IRA has got to see our docs. They've got to sign it. The, you know, the class, the, the class A shares are owned by the IRA. The IRA has got to set up the wire. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a process to go through for sure. And so to be able to just treat it 
the same as if it were your personal capital and just wire the funds, sign the docs, a huge, huge streamline of that process there, which is, which is nice. I wanted to ask you, Dimitri, um, you know, I, I think there's, you've answered some of my questions I have personally, but I, I want to make sure we're adding value to the audience. What is a question or two that's, that's real common that we haven't covered here that, that your clients are asking that maybe we could, we could kind of answer for people. Uh, perfect time. And, and, and actually I was just thinking about this when you were making this previous comment is the, you know, uh, you, you said you're going to use this money as your own. So it's very important to understand that when you set up this vehicle, it's still retirement funds. It's not your money. It's right. You got to understand that this is your future you money. Now you control it, but it's not your money. So you, you got to understand the rules and you got to understand right. the, they say do's and don'ts. Well, it's, it's the don'ts that you got to understand. Right. There is unlimited amount of, of do's that you can do. <laughs> right. But there is a handful of don'ts that it's crucial that you understand because you can only use these funds for investing. And you can invest into virtually anything. IRS just gives you a list of things that you cannot do. And you cannot invest in collectibles. Most of you probably not going to do that. Um, but th there are some collectible coins. Uh, you can still invest in precious metals. Just they got They cannot be collectibles. Right. Uh, and um, most importantly, prohibited transactions arise in an IRA or four hundred one k when uh, a client or or the account owner uh, gets engaged in a transaction with disqualified person. And disqualified person is the um, the client, the account owner, uh, the spouse of the account owner, and then uh, linear ascendants and descendants. So basically your parents, grandparents, uh, your kids and grandkids and their spouses. Right. So it's a vertical line. It's easy to remember. You can go horizontal, but not vertical. So vertical line is a no-no. Horizontal is okay. So let me maybe give you an example of a prohibited transaction. You set up this vehicle and i mentioned that many of my clients are real estate agents so if you have a solo 401k and you're a real estate agent and you're looking to buy a rental property you cannot be the agent on that transaction representing right. your 401k because you will be again you, you're a disqualified person you'd be providing the services you're involved in the transaction that's not allowed now, if uh, another example, if you're uh, buying, let's say, a fixer-upper, uh, a distressed property in your retirement account, and your, your husband is a handyman or owns a construction company, well, uh, you cannot hire your, your husband or uh, your husband's company, because the company owned by the husband is still considered disqualified right uh, to to do a work on that property you will have to hire independent unrelated third party to do the work so that's another example and maybe one more if you uh, own a rental property um, out of state and uh, your child happens to go to college uh, in that city you can't uh, you, you, uh, your child cannot stay in that property even if they pay market rent 
because that will be a transaction with disqualified person. Your child right. is disqualified person. So you got to watch out for those transactions. That, that's critical. Now, right. uh, typically it's, it's black and white. I mean, you understand again, as long as you understand who the disqualified person and you got to make sure that uh, uh, all the transactions involving your IRA or 401k, arms length, meaning no disqualified person is um, arms length close to this transaction, you'll be fine. But, you know, sometimes there is a, it's not as clear. And uh, I just encourage all of my clients and I want to encourage all of your listeners is that if you, if you have a self-directed retirement account and you unsure about doing something, ask. Right. Okay. Yeah, right. Now, if you're my client, you have my email, you have my uh, direct number that you can text me, you can call the office and you can get the answer fairly quickly. Right. Uh, if you're not my client, you can still ask me. Uh, I may not give you as much help as, as I do to my clients, or you can, you can go and look for an answer. I mean, there, there are experts. You, you can always find the answer if you're not sure about something. But the bottom line is that don't jump into the transaction and don't do this. Uh, I just uh, think popped up in my head this example, what not to do. Right. Uh, I actually had a client who called me and left a voice message. It was about uh, 1 p.m. Uh, time uh, here um, and uh, asked him to call back. So I called back a couple of hours later. It was about 3 p.m. And she's telling me that uh, she's in escrow uh, signing the documents on this deal. And that happened to be not a good deal. It was a prohibited transaction. So that was a little bit too late. Too late. To ask. That's right. So ask before, not after the fact. Right. Uh, again, you can find the answer fairly quickly and easily. Uh, you just, especially if you're kind of in the research deal, if you, if you haven't uh, gone into the transaction, you, you, you normally have the time. You can find the answer. But, but don't make a mistake because that can be devastating and uh, penalties can be severe. Sure. And uh, it's just not worth it. Yeah, a little bit of research up front is, is prudent and an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Real estate investing is a team sport. We don't go this alone. We don't uh, try to figure out everything ourselves. We, we bring on partners and team members to, to help us, right? And so- Devin, uh, that's, uh, there's a lot of wisdom in what you said. Uh, a, a team sport, again, you don't have to be an expert in everything, but uh, the, the wise man seeks for the counsel. Right. Okay. And the foolish man just goes, you know, and makes those decisions without consulting. But that's right. Listen, you don't have to know everything, but you can tap into those resources. You can, you can talk people who know more than, than you do in a certain area and you can avoid a lot of mistakes doing so. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Dimitri, this is a tremendous overview. I really appreciate it. I think this is a vehicle that I'm sure your experience is that this is overlooked by majority of people. And so I'm sure there's an aha moment for some of your clients that realize they, they can do this and, you know, contribute over six figures a year with a spouse if they qualify and, and the list goes on and on. But this is a great primer for people. If they want to reach out to you, learn more, uh, get in touch, what's a, what's a good avenue for that, Dimitri? Uh, just 
you know, you can utilize single resource, which is our website, and that's sensefinancial.com. Sense like common sense, right. S-E-N-S-E, sensefinancial.com. There you have our number. You can uh, uh, email us or you can submit a, a form um, uh, to contact us on the website. Or actually, th- there is a link on the f- front page to, uh, to my calendar. So you can actually go ahead and uh, reserve a spot. We can talk. I do offer a complimentary consultation to, um, to anybody who's listening and we can talk about your specifics, answer your questions. And also I wanna extend a special discount. If you end up uh, using our services and, and you're uh, listening to the show, uh, we can give you a special discount as a, as a thank you to, to, for having me on the show. Outstanding. Well, that's, that's great. So people could take advantage of that. If you're listening to this on your, your device, you can just go to the show notes. We're going to link right to sensefinancial.com from there. You don't even have to remember it. You know, if you're listening to this right now, make sure you're not driving, but you can just pull up the show notes, click the link and, and go right over. Um, yeah. Make sure that you mention uh, how you thought about us to right. get the discount. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you for extending that. And thank you for sharing your knowledge and experience this is really helpful. I think, I think our audience is going to find it valuable. Um, so this is great. Dimitri, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Devin, thanks for having me. It's been uh, a pleasure. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to the DJE Podcast. For more information, please go to DJETexas.com. 